Greetings, fellow beings. This is being in conversation. But this time with more than few beings. So we have today Grand Piano, Arduhuli, and Adapt. Welcome, people. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hi, being. Good. So today we are going to some going to discuss something which I assume is so huge. I don't think we mortals can like finish talking about it. But at least we'll try to. like share our opinion and then i'm mostly willing to learn more from my fellow beings here so yeah so what we are going to discuss meaning so before diving into the topic first we'll make sure um what do we mean by meaning being maybe you can start with what you mean by meaning and then we can slowly carry on from there yeah yeah sure so yeah so first we'll define meaning so of course meaning is something which is very subjective so like i'll like try to explain what i mean by meaning so here what i mean by meaning is something uh, which we give to things for us to comprehend so in a way i believe there is no objective meaning to life but um we are trying to make sense of something so i believe uh, for us to live we are trying to i mean i believe everyone has to make sense of something to live so i'll just like bring few topics which i thought gives meaning to us and we'll see like what is our opinion regarding that so that's what i mean by meaning like our way of making sense do you get that meaning <laughs> <laughs> yes i think i think we do mm-hmm. okay so then we'll stick with this meaning and then we'll go on so the first um like common things which people put their meaning on is um again it's a huge topic <laughs> let's say i mean i don't want to say god but to be more political and practical i'll say religion so what's your opinion on religion being the meaning of people we'll go yeah, one think, by one yeah yeah i'll go first yes um i think it pretty much follows from your definition of uh, uh, meaning from existential perspective i think yeah. uh, the primary you know characteristic of human being among other things uh, mm-hmm. is to make sense of things around them yeah and to the extent that they were able to make it uh, possible uh, mm-hmm. based on their intelligence or based on their social milieu uh, mm-hmm. they were able to figure things out uh, and they called it objective realities and yeah. uh, to the extent they couldn't they tried to force that blame on somebody else a third party or a, a, a superior party Who's responsible yeah. for everything that's happening? I think mm-hmm. either that or a flavor of it uh, is what we call as uh, religion. My view, not trying to sort of judge whether it's good, bad, neutral, friendly, positive, negative, and all. You no, know, just saying that uh, religion is another way in which we try and uh, uh, make the you know make sense of the world around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Go on. yeah i would also agree with that act um, i also think that uh, essentially conscious minds tend to question a lot mm-hmm. so any time you ask a lot of questions um you want to find some kind of answers to all the questions that you have or might have and religion is one such answer for some of the big questions that people have asked at some point of time so uh, i would say the meaning is essentially answers to questions that uh, bother us 
essentially yeah that sounds very good what do you think grand piano <laughs> and i was having a discussion about this just yesterday with someone and i i mean the one of the one of the things about religion that i i feel like this is also sort of a bit of a spoiler maybe for the rest of the conversation you're going to have but it just it, it just another sort of a it, um it, it gives you a basis of sort it gives you like a like a like a a, 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 a fake ground to stand on when nothing else seems to make sense in life yeah. and often you're often just trying to make sense of things around us right just like both like mm-hmm. rephrasing in different words what both um adept and uh, adoli said already but it just mm-hmm. religion gives us sort of these these dogmas you want to call them or 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 axioms you want to call them or whatever it is mm-hmm. it just gives you some kind of a a basis to stand on and and uh, it gives you also like often in the more practical aspects of mm-hmm. religion gives you structure in life like yeah if you if you look at most at least the most traditional most uh, um not hardcore there's a better word for this but like uh, if you if you look at the ritualistic aspects of religion somehow they give you this structure mm-hmm. in life and yeah. and and something to sort of <laughs> distract your mind from <laughs> <laughs> things you might not have answers to <laughs> so i feel like religion also acts in so many ways as just as a distraction and also as a as a, a form of an unmoving support for some people I don't think it is for me but I can imagine this being the case for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that also is what uh, it 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 basically fulfills also these two functions. Mhm. Kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I agree with all your perspectives. Um I mean I have a question regarding this. So I I understand in practical aspects we can say it as like one sort of um an answer to our unknown questions or um as you said distractions are a practical way of coping up but in a way this actually gives a set of rules for some people who don't want to like think too much about i don't know what's the right thing to do what's the good thing to do this is kind of like a um ready made moral guidelines available for people to follow so this might seem like a i don't know good way to meaning so what do you think about the significance of religion in terms of meaning like not in the political sense but in a not in a political or practical sense but in an abstract sense like one purely in the sense of meaning what do you think yeah so yeah, i would yeah. say that uh, i i would say before we i give the my opinion on it we yeah. can just try to uh, slightly um factor uh, um grand piano sansar very said yeah. that it's uh, kind of like a set of things that helps us cope better with all the questions that we have let yeah. us call this set of things as a model okay so then religion would be like a model of uh, reality for us or one model of reality mhm now that we have one model we can mm-hmm. say okay uh, is this model good is this model bad is this model trying to answer all the questions that we have or not mhm mm-hmm. so at least this would give us like a easy way to refer to whatever is being referred to by calling it mm-hmm. model okay okay and already we are kind of by doing this we are already giving meaning to it you know <laughs> yeah yeah so just by calling something 
like a long explanation with one word called model we already have assigned meaning to it and now every time we say it neuroscientifically in our head this entire set of sentences that so just said pops up <laughs> and uh, so i would say religion uh, non politically speaking is one of the models that is available to explain the world around us mm-hmm. in some cases it works really well yeah especially in terms of uh, sociology or uh, in terms of human behavior it has been empirically tested over millennia yeah as in you know um, new theories of psychology have been around for like say 50 years mm-hmm. but uh, all the dogmas around religion have been around for 50 100 years say yeah and um, just by purely empirically testing it like thousands and thousands of people have actually followed and followed and followed and followed all of this mm-hmm. it is kind of um established itself at least the religions that are existing today established yeah. themselves as good models for the world around mm-hmm. us that's why people always fall back on it because when you don't have anything else at least having something mm-hmm. as a basis helps mm-hmm. at least that is how i uh, uh, not try to but want to look at it <laughs> i mean to 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 build on top of what he just said it just um it, it brings me back to how i used to think about the whole science versus religion debate at some point also that in the sense that um i at least i like to think of science also as a belief system i mean this is a, probably a bit of a hot take here but um, <gasps> but essentially there is a belief system where you start off with certain axioms yeah and we build from those axioms and say all right if i assume these axioms to be true what can i build from this yeah. and then i can then then whatever your purpose is with that belief system it may be with the, in the case of science you start off with these belief systems and say all right with these model with the axioms and say all right can, can i make predictions about the world and how true do those predictions become and hence you yeah build more and more on top of these things i feel like mm-hmm. just where science becomes a a belief system to to kind of probe the objective aspects of life Yeah. religion becomes a belief system to probe the more subjective aspects of life mm-hmm. where where things that happen on a personal experiential level are things yeah. that often religion deals with and it gives people answers or give, it gives people some kind of a um <laughs> a model a model to fall back on <laughs> to, yeah. to kind of explain what they are feeling or what they are experiencing what they are sensing what they are perceiving that that i would say science just has still not reached a point where it can help us sort of it, it, mm-hmm. an individual experiential experience of life is still not something that science has kind of come to a point where it can explain to us in good detail and mm-hmm. and we still fall back on religion philosophy religious philosophy <laughs> all these things i think that's one other really important thing for me to consider when i'm thinking of religion and what it means mm. I mean before adapt I I would like to just make one comment <laughs> when you said science is also a belief system but science is something I mean where we don't usually use the word faith right because religion is something which where we use faith and something in religion which I don't know the problem being is like questions should not be asked and science is for questions to be asked <laughs> I mean I I I don't completely agree because i mean a lot of 
religious philosophy is about asking questions. There is, there is of course, religion in, in the way it is practiced, which we decided not to, to kind of go too much into right now. Yeah, because yeah, practice okay. religion obviously becomes very dogmatic very quickly, but religious yes, philosophy yes. is not dogmatic at the base of it. There is a lot of questioning happening there. It's just okay, that there okay. is questioning of a different kind happening there. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say. I would, I would also agree saying that um, science is also one of the models to explain reality. Mm-hmm. And as the Grand Piano put it, it uh, explains objective reality very well. Mm-hmm. But it lacks in the subjective sense. Mm-hmm. But um, religion, on the other hand, it also provides a good model to explain subjective reality. Yeah. And it is also quite changing. So I think dogma and uh, faith are uh, products of certain recent religions, which are kind of mm-hmm. more constrained in their uh, model, say. Yeah. But there have been also other uh, religions which uh, have been more open in their modeling. So if you look at all religions that human beings have come up with, it could be like the faith or the belief system practiced by certain tribes in the Amazon or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. If you take all of that into account, then it's a good working model to explain how you feel and uh, how things are around us. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say with religion, the one thing that pops up in our head are like extremely dogmatic religions yeah. that are uh, quite popular present day. But uh, if you really look at it uh, um, objectively, then there are like thousands of religions that are also towards asking questions and towards, uh, yeah, towards how people feel in general themselves. I uh, okay. Before I jump in, I mean, I I already stopped adept. <laughs> Maybe we'll let him explain his perspective. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I want to say that I disagree on certain levels, but uh, I would think that that will be a bit harsh. So I'm just going to say that uh, whatever was discussed so far, I think, uh, is how religion should be. Uh, and, and by the way, firstly, I want to say that uh, the word religion itself, itself is fraught with this kind of dogmatism. So when we say that religion allows for uh, you know questioning and finding answers, I, I find it a bit too rich, uh, or, or if you're giving it a lot of credit than it actually deserves. Because if a religion gives you answers. Uh, why is a certain specific book considered a book of all answers? Why is it not just a book of questions? Of course, we have uh, various uh, systems that are built on asking questions. Uh, and again, uh, we we wanted to have it, you know, apolitical. So I'll not name those systems, but uh, look at it from a utilitarian perspective. If uh, of the eight billion population, say, mm, say three to four billion. 50% of the population follows something that is uh, dogmatic, then uh, it, it's you know it's rather representative that we take that definition as what is called a religion rather than uh, uh, those you know uh, so-called question-seeking or or rather answer-seeking you know, models for uh, understanding our universe because uh, these are books that claim to give you answers. Uh, they don't promote questioning and uh, actually. Ironically, so questioning the authority of these books is considered to be sacrilegious, to be the mildest. It could also be considered to be a blasphemy. Um, so, so I don't know if uh, we should give religion uh, 
that much or legions of this day that much credit because uh, mm. it's, it's it's if you have to fall back on something that means that there's something concrete on which you're falling back on i'm not questioning the validity of these answers all i'm saying is if you want to fall back on something that fall back is basically giving you some sense of satisfaction and i don't see people get satisfied with having burning questions they get satisfied only when they have answers so if uh, your religion is something that's putting a stop to your scientific method of inquiry whether it be nature or of yourself i consider both of these following within scientific method uh, you know um mm-hmm. if if uh, your religion is sort of stopping you from finding that answer and it gives you a ready made answer not to mention if that answer is verifiable or not that's a separate conversation altogether then then it's not promoting the idea of questioning itself it is giving you an answer so i wonder if uh, this uh, uh, this claim that religions sort of promote questioning or uh, this this philosophical rigor going on i don't think that's like 100% valid even the discussions that happen within these religious circles happen maybe on the interpretation of the lines of phrases that have been written in these books not anything outside of it so in a way it's sort of restrictive it stops you from thinking out aloud uh, which is what science is about because in in science a hypothesis you know you take another hypothesis then you have an alternative hypothesis you uh, assume what confidence level you want to sort of assess something and then you either accept or reject you know your another hypothesis i don't see you know uh, these uh, you know models doing that uh, i mean i'm not saying religion can't be useful i'm just saying they are far from being what we consider as science or scientific i uh, i yeah that's i think adap kind of like explained what i was trying to say maybe it's um yeah it's it's like i mean i i agree that ideas could be pure and i mean they are well intended but when it comes to like people who are applying the idea i mean as he said when we look at people who are following these things like in the practical aspect no matter what religion we are trying to look at there always be people who are doing something which we usually don't agree on so the religion which like the definition of religion might be a problem here because i understand what you are talking about like the philosophy i agree but as a religion what people follow i don't think they are how would i put it um yeah not following exactly what they are intended to let's say but i think we are digressing here we are like only talking about meaning like what i wanted to ask is like for um like i don't know at this time and age where like people are like um, relying more and more on scientific data do you think religion has a role in like giving meaning to our lives maybe i'll rephrase my question like that um i would say that um so here's the thing we have uh, so far we have uh, science as one model uh, all the religions as um, different models okay. to answer all the questions that we have about what uh, life or the reality around us actually means yeah mm-hmm. now i would say it is up to the person who's asking the questions mm. to see and assess if all of these models uh, to a certain extent answers their question okay so i would say that if i personally have certain questions that uh, i try to answer using the scientific model say but uh, if i'm not happy with answers 
then nothing should prevent me from asking uh, these same questions from a religious model okay. i could consider different religions because we have so many available right now different philosophies or anything else i would say ask and use whatever models are available to you to answer your questions until you are satisfied and um, this being like the general framework so it i would leave it to the individual to ask their own questions because mm-hmm. it's up to them to ask their questions and yeah. it's also at the end of the day up to them to see uh, which model gives them the best answers to the questions and uh, i think objectively speaking i cannot uh, assess saying that okay this person yeah, okay. has found religion x to mm-hmm. be his model which is answering his questions mm-hmm. uh, i cannot judge saying that okay religion x or religion y or the scientific method mm. uh, is the most suitable for this person because it's he who is asking the questions and he should know what the answer should be i hope i'm kind of clear yes yeah, i think i agree with adukuli on this because uh, you know i'm i'm sure we are already treading on this existential uh, sort of path but uh, i i totally you know i'm in uh, agreement because uh, you know the person asking the question uh, again it probably runs into this uh, problem of us sort of generalizing these questions it is possible that uh, the question that comes out of a person uh, may seem the same in words but the experiences that led to the question would have a different gravity itself mm-hmm. uh, right so i think the answers to these questions are not um you know it, it can't be uh, what is the phrase that they use this one answer one size fits all right universal that can't i think yeah. it's uh, it's something that's very very bespoke and it's something the person needs to be satisfied with again uh, and and that is a scientific method right you see you ask a question you see if that solution works out again because this is uh, maybe with respect to once identity or once existence mm-hmm. it, it maybe not be as objective it could just be objective in the sense that it makes sense for that person asking the question it may not yeah. be a broad based solution like what science uh, that we know sort of posits uh, that may not be the case but as long as that thing works out i think it should be it, it should be the way, way to go um but the problem is that some of these solutions which we call religions once you enter into it coming out of it is sort of uh, uh, considered to be you know something much much more worse so it's uh, there are some practical challenges in you know a person uh, trying to you know shop for all these solutions right so if for example let's say that i uh, take uh, solace in in a particular religion say religion x i find the principles to be very good but it's still not you know practically it's it's fine nice it's it's uh, it has all these good uh, you know value systems but it's basically not answering my question uh, and let's say that i uh, see another model say religion i don't know b uh, and i want to experience you know my life through those value systems and so on and so forth. again all this is highly academic just uh, assuming that you can do that and there could be some uh, you know limitations of the first religion you assume stopping you from going out there right now uh, whether that will stop you from actually questioning further or stop your inquiry you know from going further i think i think that's a serious problem for a lot of us uh, a lot of us just take these answers as at face value and we just stop there we don't inquire and and mostly i think most important thing if a, if uh, if a, uh, once a person is born they 
typically tend to uh, identify themselves as the religion of with the religion of their parents right it's it's not something that you uh, have a voluntary choice over maybe after 20 25 years of uh, you know worldly experience you may start thinking about it but uh, initially you're basically your 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 social life sort of determines your uh, value system to an extent and you tend to grow in a way as posited by these religions so it's it's a very difficult thing to objectively choose a religion because you already have been molded by uh, the value systems of your parents who again received those value systems from their uh, you know uh, religions and so on and so forth so uh, it, you know on paper the idea sounds great but i fear uh, that there could be some practical challenges uh, with it despite having uh, agreed with what arubli said grant yeah i would um so i would just like to shortly answer uh, yeah the uh, adept's concern mm-hmm. i think the thing is that uh, when somebody is born they essentially have no models to fall back on at all mm. so if uh, they are not um so if they are not trained in any one of the models available to them then at some point of time say when they reach uh, i don't know uh, adulthood and they are asking the questions they have no precedence to ask these questions from and i think it is always important to have some precedence to even start asking the questions from somewhere i i like to believe that everybody at some point of time starts asking questions and that it could be that they have a uh, religion x or religion y as their models before but this precedence is much better than having no precedence at all because there are no blank slates essentially so uh, it would be nice if these uh, previous models are flexible and and nice but if they are not also still it's better to have some model than to have no model at all so yeah so grand piano Do you have any um, on this one? Yeah. There's, there's a lot that's been said, so I don't know how much more I have to add. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I do find myself um, agreeing more with Arduholi in the sense mm-hmm. that um, I do see, I do see the, the the need for there being you know alternative answers to things so that people can. I mean, like at the end of it, you're you're always as an individual building your own model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Everything else is just like a like a scaffolding for you to take support of and somehow figure out where you want to build your mm-hmm. yeah your your I don't know tower. <laughs> um, but but uh, it's important to have uh, mm-hmm. alternative answers, and I don't think even science ever claims to have found answers to some of the questions that. played most of us through at least some point in our lives like for example questions of the, of the nature of what is my purpose here or why am i here yeah. these things are things that science does not even begin to like it doesn't even attempt to answer them it's not even like those are questions that science is not designed to answer that then that does not mean science is a bad model it just means that that's just not its point that that, that, was, that wasn't what it was designed and so it's and, and these are questions that do plague people that have plagued people for centuries to come and 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 when we when we i think i think it's i like to sort of distinguish between practice practiced religion and the philosophy of it because mm. the practiced religion is muddy and and messy and full of full of <laughs> um all kinds of problems because that's how we are as humans i don't think that is so much to do with religion as 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 it has to do with just basic human nature 
mm-hmm. in collective uh, groups we humans tend to do strange things <laughs> and and these are these are these are not specific to a certain tradition they 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 they, they are across the, these these behaviors that we are referring to sort of mm-hmm. implicitly are they're, they're not specific to any specific any particular group of people and and so and so it's important to sort of distinguish or at least distill out the 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 fundamental ideas behind religions and and try to sort of look at that and and in, in its pure form yes religion in its practiced form gets very messy and getting in and out of it is problematic all of that but uh, yeah uh, just shortly to interject uh, <laughs> whenever people say practice religion Mm-hmm. i always find uh, that it is useful to ask the question practiced by whom <laughs> when you ask this question everything kind of settles down because yeah continue with whatever grant you ask i mean i feel like there's another interesting for me an interesting perspective to take on this right like we talk about science as being this uh, amazingly um top tool that we can use to dissect reality as it is <laughs> but um i mean and 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 that there are books of science that help you answer questions and and that they have you know they 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 promote the 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 spirit of questioning and it is all about asking questions in science yes i completely agree but then also of the 7 billion people you have on the planet how many of us actually follow this as a matter of principle in life we still having had say been trained in science to be used the matters and do do we use the 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 fundamental principles of scientific um, the the scientific method in dealing with our day to day lives we i generally don't i still go so much by my own instincts and emotions and these are not fundamentally logical in nature and my point here basically being that um uh, uh, if <laughs> i think 80% of the planet at this point uses technology and science and 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 and, and all of these things that 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 have come through a very rigorous scientific method but that does not necessarily mean that that has made us very scientific beings in nature <laughs> we still remain very human and very broken and very flawed and 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 very um non logical mm-hmm. and and no matter how much we pursue this idea that you know uh, it is important to be rational in everything you do we are we, <laughs> we are not rational beings Yeah. and we have irrational questions and we need irrational models to sort of support that quest as well mm-hmm. um that's a part of being being human <laughs> it's a part of being <laughs> <laughs> okay so i mean okay first i apologize for what i'm going to do now <laughs> so i mean i like okay i'll go like chronologically so from what aduli said in the beginning like it's up to, entirely up to the person to decide what they are going to follow i think i completely agree with that and i'm also like um like also have the same concerns as um, both both grandpena and adapt mentioned the practicalities aspect of it and how we need to divide both the practical aspect and the philosophical aspect of it and how we are irrational and how we try to rationalize for example <laughs> like even in this podcast what how i wanted to do is just to like like how how aduli mentioned like if we consider religion as model number 1 and science as model number 2 what i had in mind is to have different models and then just start with model 1 and then have our opinions on model 1 and 
and then we'll jump to model 2 and then go on with model 2 <laughs> jump with model 3 go on to model 3 but from our discussion it's like giving me options to drive this conversation in so many directions for example if i have to take arduhuli's conclusion that was a brilliant conclusion on like how we could like choose our own but this kind of like breaks religion and then it kind of like script skipped into the model 5 which i had <laughs> so i don't know whether to jump there <laughs> or when grant piano mentioned how um for example like spirituality i mean yeah like about the philosophy versus practical aspects of it because i also wanted to talk about another model spirituality now it's also there <laughs> so now i'm like a sort of confused <laughs> between which direction to go so maybe you guys can help me out here it's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the spiritual path because uh, at the end of the day that's what counts okay uh, <laughs> i thought we'll end it there yeah no but uh, uh, yeah again briefly i think uh, the the conclusion which you uh, reach again like uh, what's his name uh, being said is is wonderful uh, you know as homo sapiens we can't be such we can't be doing such disservice to our uh, you know latin names we are not sapiens however by the same logic we are not you know uh, adherents of any of these religions so basically we take what we feel is valuable from all of these models not following any of these models you know to 100% uh, that should also be acknowledged so um so yeah the arguments we're having uh, again it, it may seem slightly divisive in in assuming that humans either fall into this ambit of science or religion or a third model of world but in in actuality it's uh, probably a confluence of multiple you know models and uh, uh, we anyway make sense of the world the way we do maybe we're borrowing some of the aspects that seem um useful for us or useful to Uh, how our cognitive processes you know sort of is developed or is is matured uh, is is that a reasonable conclusion to make makes sense but now <laughs> like i thought about it i kind of like came up with one more question i mean we can use what adept said as a conclusion but we can like take detour with the questions which i have right now so we are discussing about the meaning and how like i don't know what particular meaning whether it's religion science or like choose your own way let's say there is someone let's say this guy this person um he kind of chose that there is no meaning in anything do you think they can cope up with having this kind of belief without knowing anything else about the person i have no idea okay i mean i mean don't <laughs> think about the person <laughs> just saying like for example as i said is it okay to keep religion as something to cope up with so um like hypothetically speaking in an abstract way is it possible for a person to believe in nothing let's say someone who's believing no, no, nothing has any huge significance or big meaning do you think they can have the same self of sense of uh, meaning as someone who's believing in either religion or science or spirituality i think unequivocally yes but again uh, when you say the same sense of meaning or more sense you know that question is moot for me because when a person doesn't you know find anything uh, you know worth pursuing not not from a lazy sense of the statement but from a truly say buddhist or advaitic point of view uh, okay. then the word meaning doesn't you know apply for them 
right uh, it's it's like a self contradictory sort of a statement so uh, if you ask whether uh, are such people theoretically and practically possible i should say yes uh, because uh, you know philosophical systems have developed from you know uh, those lines of thought and uh, we have significant chunk of uh, you know homo sapiens following that uh, if you will in this world so i think uh, again if if your model is that you know there is only one absolute thing and everything else is relative to that uh, as advaita points or if your model is that you know there is nothing that's absolute everything is equally you know uh, transitory ephemeral and all those then you probably fall into this ambit of buddhism there's nothing that is you know concrete right uh, and, and so on and so forth and and on you know on a rather physical and and a, uh you know a, a corrupt and a very very deranged cousin of buddhism is your nihilism so um yeah of course these are these are models that don't have meaning as their central aspect and i don't think meaning is something that's necessary uh, despite what uh, you know religions might want you to believe i think uh, you know like moral relativism meaning is also relative you know uh, how uh, you make sense of the world is up to you and uh, mm. one outcome is that no, none of this has any meaning i mean if i were to ask this question okay why was so okay if i ask myself this question okay what is the purpose of life then i am suddenly thinking you know uh, something sophisticated but if i were to point at a mountain and say what is the meaning of this mountain why is it even here if if i you know change my voice this way and you know start asking these questions people might not listen to me right? so it depends on the the person the subject uh, that is questioning itself you know and and i'll, I'll just stop here i think uh, that model is absolutely possible and uh, it's it's practical too from my opinion so actually um uh yeah so i would agree with some of the things that adept said mm-hmm. but i would like to add another dimension that will help us uh, digress less from what we are actually or what we actually want to talk about mm-hmm. say we want to talk about meaning Yeah, uh, and we have already established that there are multiple models yeah. to um, give solutions to all the questions that we ask. And I would agree that, um, or I, w- I think that um, 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 humans in general tend to ask questions. Even as kids, we are always asking questions, and the questions kind of progress as we grow up. Um, any humans irrespective of what religion they follow what um, where they are born whatever else as long as they have a, a conscious uh, intelligent mind um, they would ask questions now how they try to answer these depends on what models they use and the models are essentially tools so it's like if somebody asks engin- engineering questions in terms of um, uh, going from place a to place b as fast as they can then they would try to answer it using okay a wheel is faster um, than a horse and uh, so on and so on and so on and they would try to answer this using a technological or scientific model if they are asking about questions it's like oh man uh, somebody close to me just uh, passed away how do i solve um, this or how do i cope with this then they come up with uh, other models which might be better uh, useful in dealing with it like um, religious systems or religious models about where you make a story of what hap- what might happen after the person has gone where he has gone or she has gone and so on mm-hmm. now if the problem that they want to solve is something else say 
what humans did at some point of time when they want to group together and they want to work socially cohesively as one unit then they would say okay now all of us are together we want to build a dam say now to solve this kind of a social problem let's build up a model and give meaning to something like a country or a nation and then you have things like patriotism and stuff where you want a huge group to work together cohesively to build a dam mm. now they would have to give or assign meaning to something that they are working for it's like why are we all doing this together we are all doing this together because we are one nation because we are one tribe you know mm-hmm. and this kind of gives this uh, patriotic meaning or um, patriotism or uh, national feeling of oneness to tribe to whatever thing mm-hmm. and this solves the problem of social cohesion so this can be used as a tool or, or as a model to work together because then if each individual is asking their own questions and trying to answer their own things with different models it answers some questions but to do other things this individual point of asking questions doesn't work then you would have to ask questions on a bigger scale which is okay what is the meaning for all of us together and that meaning can be like a country or a nation or a tribe or whatever else and i think people started i think uh, adepts uh, use of the word sapiens reminded me of the book yeah and humans at some point of time asked these same questions it's like we are all together uh, how can we work cohesively or how can we make a lot of people work cohesively to conquer resources from another tribe mm. and then for this they said okay let's assign meaning to a tribe and mm. this meaning would be then patriotism or whatever so again it's like a model that you use to solve certain problems and um, this is where you kind of before it was one person assigning meaning to his life or his thing or whatever else to reality or whatever mm. now it is one group of people assigning meaning to something mm. and this can go across scale so for example two people if they are a partnership if they want to enter into a partnership then they try to assign meaning to like some abstract concept called love say mm-hmm. and this helps them to do whatever uh, to ask to answer whatever questions they are uh, want to ask each other mm-hmm. and uh, you have like a completely new abstract concept for which a meaning has been given so uh, this kind of transcends the search for meaning from individual to multiple individuals so one mind to multiple minds yeah yes that's uh, i think but maybe <laughs> you can think about how to <laughs> yeah yeah go ahead with it I already have a comment but let's wait to hear grand piano. Uh I am already uh confused because um <laughs> wait, your, your your question was very different I think being uh, yeah, yeah. your question mm-hmm. dealt more with what if someone is fundamentally nihilistic in nature exactly um can he or she find meaning um yeah. is it the same with the same I know if I felt like you were trying to ask if they would find find meaning with the same rigor or with the same intensity exactly, as exactly. science yeah, yeah. as their basis and I think not <laughs> simply because I think for a for a person who is nihilistic mm-hmm. um meaning has no meaning like when he yeah. has when he or she has internalized the idea that that there is no fundamental meaning to life asking him whether he that whether he or she found meaning is is a bit is a bit is a bit uh, <laughs> pointless 
<laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, so I think I think <clears throat> no, but it, not in any uh, fun, any any unhappy way. It's not like oh my god, this person can't find meaning in life. It's like that person doesn't care about meaning anymore because yeah, that person uh-huh. has come to some conclusion saying there is no meaning to what I am doing, irrespective of mm-hmm. what anyone else might think. And yeah. so compared to someone who believes science, believes science gives answers or religion gives answers, he's like, yeah, sure, you can do your thing, but mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. And and that's the point, right? So um, the question on whether a, a person without, you know, any any uh, consideration for this idea of meaning, mm-hmm. can they get that sense of meaning? I mean, like I said, it's, it's a moot point because uh, meaning doesn't uh, apply to them. But yeah. if you ask, uh, can they lead useful lives from from utility perspective? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What is stopping them from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being good at whatever they're doing? Maybe it's it's the sense of pure satisfaction that you get. It doesn't have to be from meaning. Uh, yeah. You know that you're good at something. I mm-hmm. Assume that I'm an analyst. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, you don't have to assume that. But uh, <laughs> and uh, let's let's just assume that I'm good at doing something. That you have to assume strong. Okay. Uh, so if I did something and I gained pleasure out of that activity, I don't need to have meaning. And as long as uh, it may be, again, it may be criminal in some situations. It may <laughs> be exceptionally good in other situations. Uh, mm-hmm. Not coming to that question per se, but yeah. the the idea is from that person's perspective. Mm-hmm. As long as it makes him happy, he's doing it. And uh, happiness uh, and uh, meaning they don't need to be you know intersecting sets. They could be distant mm-hmm. sets, right? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the I don't agree with the rigor part of the question. Whether mm-hmm. can they get the, the same sense of meaning? But they can yeah, definitely yeah. be as happy or more happy than a person uh, who you know considers meaning to be an important ingredient in their life. Life. I I I understand what you mean. I, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I agree with that. Like that that sense. I mean, one can get. of course not exactly what like that that sense of contentment as religion or science but they can lead a content and like i don't know as you said happy or like fulfilling life with considering no meaning but in a way in an abstract sense by saying that there is no meaning and we could do whatever they want in a way they are like um like getting out of the shackles of like we need meaning to life so they are kind of getting out of that and then they are kind of having this sense of freedom so in a way i believe that this sense of freedom is the meaning which they got and then that's what that's what making them i don't know to live a satisfactory life anyway that's just one opinion of that and when i have to like come to arduhuli's um like what he said uh, i mean this is very similar to like what um, we read in the book sapiens right when he like instead of like using the word uh, models we can just use the word story like we create all these stories to kind of like have our i don't know lead a meaningful or like fulfilling life like stories like countries abstract concepts like love all to live a meaningful life but these are all uh, trying to see it in a in an intellectual sense but when you are living through that life for example when you are going through a sorrow when you are like when you feel that your life is like let's say breaking falling apart that um i don't know you are like in a loss like you lost someone at that time you need something to hold on to 
so that's the thing which actually gives you meaning at that point of time right so no matter how intellectually we try to say okay there is no meaning we can't like com- convince that person that there is no meaning or we can't convince that okay you should like hold on to this or hold on to that so in that mm-hmm. sense at least for that person at that moment they need something to hold on to so in that way we cannot say uh no meaning could be helpful right so yeah okay i think i got a question or or your yes, yes. Uh, uh-huh. uh comment rather mm-hmm. but if a person has had a nihilistic attitude you know yeah. again i'm using this word in a very very broadest you know sense of the word then they already know that any person dying or any person being born they it, it has no meaning right maybe they may have some sort of affection with them mm-hmm. uh, that could give them sadness but at the end of the day their model for you know making sense of the world is that there is no meaning so uh, if they are true to their model then actually they'll gain succor from that model right they don't have to change or they don't have to change their world view by suddenly saying oh i need somebody to you know sort of vent myself out or you know sort of uh, talk to uh, not necessary um and uh, i was going to say one more point but i forgot about it yeah maybe i'll i'll get back on it when i can recall it um i mean i'm sorry but i really have to i really have to like point out how how uh, <laughs> how theoretical this discussion is at this point right? um we i i don't know of any single person i've not heard of a single person who at any point in life had reached a had reached a certain level of <laughs> nihilism where they didn't feel sorrow i think <laughs> i can't even bring that point i mean the thing is i feel like i feel it's interesting to sort of uh, uh, sorry can continue yeah, i don't uh, recall what i wanted to say was it was uh, precisely this point i wanted to address so yeah i wanted to say that stoicism is one such school right they don't necessarily focus on whether life has meaning they just focus on uh, you know doing what is under your control you basically don't care about what external situations have any sort of impact on you you just uh try and improve yourself so that you are not affected by situations outside you right so that's one practical example of course there is probably these are not probably all nihilistic you know uh, the adherents are not necessarily nihilistic but that principle of not letting other you know factors that are not under your control uh, sort of hit you actually can be followed and uh, it's it's not totally impractical and uh, maybe not all of us are nihilistic but it's 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 uh, an achievable thing it it may not be the uh, lifestyle of uh, the humans as we know but that's achievable and that's a principal school in uh, you know recent uh, philosophy adhuli sorry so i, I yes uh, i i i agree with you that that there are um there are different schools of thought that that look at it in, in not they are not exactly nihilistic in nature but they they look at this this question in a different way and and i mean even even when you m- mentioned for example stoicism and you were also referring to how they try to basically you know reduce the impact of external factors in your life um on your own whatever your your stability your your ability to do things in life and to move on and whatever when it's still, it's still, it's, still, it's still a there is still a trying to right is <laughs> always it, it is always a, an attempt there's always um a practice in motion it is never never a, never a state you achieve mm. and i think i think um 
I was going to say earlier that that essentially we we exist as you could you could you could see it as though we exist as different individuals at every single time point in our life, and that there is a constant flux, a constant change mm-hmm. in our idea of what is meaningful and what is not from every time point to the next, and 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 it's useful to think of it that way. So. what gives me meaning now might be something that i laugh at two years later or even two hours later and and in in so many senses i think that this this sometimes i mean for me this is something that that really sometimes bothers me you know that I, today i might think i have found what meaning is <laughs> i might have i might have figured it out you know i might have just like gotten the answers that i was looking for but um the the mundanity of life goes on and like probably next week i will be dealing with similar questions again and that will be a new self dealing with new questions and i feel like no matter how clear i might feel today about what i want what i what i am doing here in my life uh, <laughs> there will be a new version of me a little time later that will feel similarly about these things again and and for me this is something that bothers me as i'm on a personal level like how do you find how do you find a sustained idea of um, like sustained model <laughs> how do you find a model that like exists more in, more in indefinitely than 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 most of the others i don't know just something that i have not figured out myself so yeah it's always a journey i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah i would also say that uh, there are thousands of models and uh, depending on what time what state of mind you are in you would want to use different models and in this kind of sense even nihilism is also one model where the question you are asking is okay is there any meaning to life and the answer in this case is there is no meaning to life uh, so it would still fit it within our general framework that we agreed upon initially mm-hmm. where you say okay there are thousands of models model x model y religion x religion y science uh, and so on mm, with nihilism or stoicism also being one of these models now the question is if you are talking about okay is this model good enough to deal with a situation where um, you have just lost a loved one now that is up for debate so that is when you are talking about the specifics of how good a model is compared to another model or so on mm. but the general idea that okay uh humans ask questions humans need answers to these questions humans use various models as answers to these questions and because there are so many questions and because life is so changing or varied you need multiple models to answers to these questions mm. are kind of fitting with the general framework that is uh, yeah that's what i would say but if we mm. talking about uh, the specific question where okay is nihilism a good model then i think with answers some of you are providing i find i or at least i feel that it's a bit contradictory because they the very fact that they're asking questions if there is meaning in life is itself mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so they are also searching for some kind of meaning and their answer is that yeah, there is yeah. no meaning in life mm-hmm. which is kind of their meaning in life or meaning of life so i don't know how um, philosophically they are resolving this kind of uh, contradiction or paradox 
But, yeah, but uh, I think we are. Yeah, like, I don't know much about nihilism. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say paradox, but okay. Let me po- post this question: Is zero degree Celsius a temperature? Is it a measure of heat, or is it not? There are only two answers: yes or no, right? If you say yes, well, technically yes, because zero uh, degree Celsius you measure it as temperature, and temperature represents the amount of heat in a particular I don't know system, right? But if you say no. Then that's also justified because zero degree Celsius, uh, you know, or or maybe minus two seventy three degree Kelvin, is uh, absolute zero. I think uh, if my uh, memory serves me correctly, I think it's absolute zero. So, is lack of heat can it be called heat? I think th- that sort of argument is coming here. Is answering no to a question uh, is that a meaning per se? I don't know. Uh, that's another debate that we can have. Uh, Uh, again, I'm I'm in no way close to uh, an ideologue of any of these uh, you know models. I just uh, find that these are interesting. But from personal you know sort of uh, experiences, I think again uh, this uh, and and I think I will agree with uh, what Arthur said before. I think we tend to uh, associate with certain models uh, based on their effectiveness in in dealing with certain situations. Certain models may not be readily applicable. For example, and this was well pointed out. Said that maybe stoicism is not something that somebody can immediately apply because that requires practice. Like you know, lifting 150 kilogram of weight by uh, you know by a person like me who who hasn't gone to gym in I don't know many years. It's it's not going to happen unless I have uh, superhuman. So it's like something that you have to work on, and uh, a lot of the uh, those things are like that. Even even when you say that uh, you know uh, honesty. Uh, you know satisfaction say add few more work, you know well regarded qualities that humans you know assume to be good and uh, even if you say that those are the meanings of life a person still has to strive for all these you know qualities it's not something that because they've said that that is the meaning they've not achieved the meaning they still have a lot of path to cover and the pursuit being living up to those values uh, for a particular span of time that we call physical life right so it's it's i don't think it's Uh, it's it's so easy that any model that we ascribe to it's not immediately applicable it's it's a path function rather than you know just because you assume the model doesn't mean that it works for you you probably have to live through that maybe uh, i i would like to really know what you use on this because um i'd be wrong here and i'm open to you know uh, if interpreting think i think add up um yeah yeah go on adhuli sorry so mm-hmm. no so i think uh, yeah i think we have reached a point where we all kind of uh, get an idea of what we are talking about yeah. uh, with a general framework so maybe just to get yeah. things to a more realistic sense we quickly go yeah. around okay. starting from you being uh, yeah. you tell us what is the current model that you are following and if you are finding it helpful or not and then everybody gets the same yeah exactly that was i was trying to start but you started before thank you <laughs> perfecto yeah so from what we talked about i think i see like many common things for example we kind of agree that it's kind of up to us to decide what we presume to be a nice model i mean whether it be model a religion model b science or no model anything and then i see that we kind of agree that i mean from what uh, grand piano said that um that we are in a constant flux then and like what we believe right now might not be the same like in few i mean depending on the different time point so that's also there so we kind of like agree with that as well so i see this i mean 
i see the commonality in all our perspectives um so yeah i mean that's something which i <laughs> really liked and when you when i have to like put what i find as a sense of meaning i had a different sense of meaning at particular point of time for example in the beginning it was depending on my desires at the time so in the beginning like i don't know when i was in india i thought okay maybe like i should like build a house and all these things so at that time materialistic aims were like the meaning of life okay maybe i should earn this money to be happy so at that time i kind of like defined myself is like okay life is to is meant to be happy in a way and to reach that happiness i need to have like material wealth so i was like aiming for that and running towards that and after a certain point um, when i was like put into the real world when i found i don't know the political situations are like not like the political situation of the world like for example in the office situation or in the working space like people try to assert dominance over the other to like have their control and then i don't know in a way to survive so when i so at that time i kind of like understood that okay maybe survival is like a way to i don't know and so maybe that's like the meaning of life even in the grand aspect for example human species as you said sapiens are like surviving throughout and then we are like kind of exerting our dominance over other species so in a way that could also be a meaning of life so let's uh, assume that we are looking at maslow's pyramid right now so do you, i think you guys are familiar with maslow's pyramid or i can like give you a, like a little um like a summary of what is maslow's pyramid so there are like five layers in this pyramid so according to maslow this um psychiatrist he kind of like created a pyramid to say that uh, these are the various levels in which humans would be when they are like seeking meaning these are the order where they how they seek meaning so for example the first need or at least the basic needs are um food water and shelter like uh, we are looking for the basic needs so that's what i talked about like in the beginning i was looking for money as like the meaning of life and then um at least according to maslow the second one is like the safety concern safety and security again when it comes to like safe house and a safe place to live so this is when i kind of like compared when i have to compare it with my life this is the point when i was like looking for i don't know how to survive in this um work environment and the real world and then in the third level it's uh, the belongingness and love so that's where i kind of realized the importance of relationship and the people around me and then i was like trying to build friendships and then relationships and then after that um, the fourth level is to have like a, a sense of accomplishment where we need to like achieve our goals so that's when a point of time where i realized okay maybe looking for passion is kind of meaning of life and right now i am at the stage where i kind of like in a way uh, satisfied with all these four so in this maslow's pyramid there is the next one which is called self actualization where like person is trying to fulfill their own like potential so that's when they try to see like what they could do so in this stage what i believe is like my meaning is like to express myself in all the ways which i could so in a way i was bound to or like i believe i, I kind of um impressed to so many conditionings so i am like trying to get out of little little conditionings which i assumed i was in and then i am trying to break free and try to express myself in all the ways which i could possible so um for that i am like trying to write i am trying to i don't know join different classes to learn something new i am trying to for example that's why i started the podcast so in a way 
expressing myself freely or to be uh, unapologetically myself is my current meaning of life let's say my god i think i was <laughs> all over the place but i think you got what i meant yeah yeah uh, that was a good uh, overall picture yeah. just curious about one thing yes how much of this was conscious decision or how much of it was unconscious like i mean it's not like all of them are conscious decisions this is just something which i looked back and kind of like my way of making sense of whatever happened through my life so in the end like whatever the only conscious decision which i made is like trying to for example trying to write and trying to start the podcast and all the latest decisions which i made so this is the conscious decision to be more of me to be free so if you were to describe your current set of uh, beliefs and belief systems and models yeah uh, to be closest to one like generally known model like say stoicism or nihilism Aha, or like next what would you call it hmm. <laughs> that's a difficult question no just like what comes closest what comes closest maybe <laughs> buddhism <laughs> i am trying to <laughs> yeah i am trying to come out of all the little conditionings i am trying to experience things before deciding on like something objectively i would like to experience the experience and would like to make a decision for myself so that's why i'm like trying different things to see how i feel and and also i mean i of course i didn't mention everything because i would also try to be i'm trying to be more compassionate so that kind of like covers all the things because what i was describing before they were all like only in an intellectual sense but also emotionally i try to be more empathetic because that is in a way kind of gives me happiness in a way so intellectually as i said i would like to be more free and emotionally i would like to be more compassionate and happy so for me in a way buddhism makes sense closest of what i would like to be or like how i see the meaning is do you get what i mean i still i'm <laughs> waiting around the bush okay uh, yes yes of course of course no 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 sorry i think all of us is waiting for someone to say something but it uh, makes sense yeah yeah it's just yeah maybe maybe since i haven't so i have this habit of like writing everything everything down when you ask me this my thoughts are like coming all over the place that's why i couldn't like give you like a coherent answer that's why it's going like that but i hope you understand what i was trying makes to make sense say. no no makes complete sense at least to me this makes sense like i can relate also to that like okay, okay. yeah, yeah yeah um since since i have unmuted myself first i will uh, continue i guess um yes <laughs> I, i i i don't know i think the answer honestly is at this point i am i am in a period of a lot of flux in life and with that comes with uh, like with that comes a sense of not knowing where i am even even mm-hmm. philosophically speaking i am very lost mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> i think i think an honest answer would be i don't know uh, what 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 philosophical uh <laughs> school of thought i i i i kind of uh, um uh, i find myself associating to or like whatever what what model do i associate to the most most closely i don't know it currently is very similar to what what um being just said in some senses because um <laughs> i'm trying really hard to let go of of a lot of my 
pre-held beliefs about people, about things, about myself. And I think I'm in a process of of just accept accepting change as as change comes and um, moving from a place of great stability to a place of a lot of just new things that is is where I am right now in the bit of like massive transition. And so in that in that period, I think I am trying to teach myself how to be more flexible, more open, more um, vulnerable <laughs> also, and not try to cocoon myself and, and, and try new things as well. So I've also, been, I've also been putting myself out there in some senses if I can learn new things, if I can meet new people, if I can make new friends. Um, I'm also realizing the importance of deeper friendships and sort of keeping in touch with people and and um, just just trying to just trying to sort of not worry too much about where I am headed because sometimes I'm very confused about where I'm headed and just try to be where I am in the present um, with the people I am in the present with and try and find my happiness where I am and I think that also has a lot of correlates with Buddhism so I would guess um, Buddhism would also be the closest model I am following at the moment <laughs> yay democracy <laughs> I don't know whether I could win but I know for sure I won't lose now <laughs> I mean one more Buddhist and we have to end the podcast with like a Buddhist chant guy. So I I would, since I'm also already unmuted, um, I would say that, uh, so initially I had like, um, a lot of my time was essentially invested in trying to resolve conflict between two models. Because I was, I would say I was equally exposed to both the scientific model, like of one of rationality and one of um, uh, looking at it in a scientific perspective, to uh, one of a religious model that I grew up in. So a lot of time and uh, thought was actually uh, invested in trying to resolve conflicts between these two. And thankfully, um, it was not a very dogmatic religion, so I didn't have to worry too much about that. But uh, now I've realized that it is not, it is, um, yeah, you can spend a lot of time resolving conflicts, but um, you could also try to coexist with multiple models as, um, as and when you see them fit to be used. Uh, that being said, um, my general model has been also for a long time, uh, Something that my English teacher at some point of time said that in school and everywhere else you learn things for two things. One, uh, to make a living and two, to figure out why you want to make a living. And that's why you have subjects like uh, science, mathematics, all of them that actually help you with technical stuff that help you make a living. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, also what you mentioned with survivability because... uh, um, with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that is like the first thing that has to be met. You need to be able to eat, sleep, have a roof over your head, and so on. 
the second part is one which is more on the top of the pyramid which is why you have uh, or you need things like poetry and you need also things like philosophy yeah where you try to make sense of why you are living and um, i think that uh, generally for me education has uh, kind of helped a lot with uh, unraveling all of these um, difficult things and at the moment i am uh, tending very heavily towards um, also certain buddhist ideas mm-hmm. but primarily towards uh, stoicism to be honest mm-hmm. i think that uh, it it um, coexists very well with the scientific method and this to me is like super important because i think that uh, a lot of my mind a lot of my life has been dedicated to the scientific method and try as me as i may i cannot uh, think outside of it so yeah yeah uh, it's like you know the mm-hmm. the streams of thought in your mind are already channeled to the scientific method mm-hmm. and it helps best to try to uh, send the streams to coexist with other things rather than to try to resolve more conflicts and that is where i am at right now yeah um all right i don't know i think i uh, have explored a few models and to start with uh, whenever a particular model is you know uh, very very dogmatic in the sense that it stops you from asking more questions i usually eliminate those i've uh, never actually been bothered to go into them so that basically eliminates uh, a couple of uh, Well, well, adhered models. Um, I am a fan of Buddhism too, but I would any day prefer Advaita or Buddhism. Uh, it's just a question of uh, first among equals. I think both of them are essentially the same except for uh, the final conclusion. But I am a fan of Buddhism uh, unless there is Advaita in the in the figure. But once Advaita comes in, mm. I, I should. Uh, uh, you know sort of uh, uh be allegiance to advaita yeah and uh, yeah uh, when you brought in this maslow's hierarchy of needs i was uh, you know uh, when i first read about it um, at least where i read about it it was a a, a representation pyramid or a, or a triangle if i'm not wrong usually they show it as a triangle with the fifth layer which is the basic necessities being in the bottom of a conventional triangle with the base and its apex having self actualization yeah yeah uh, i think it was meant to represent uh, uh, yeah yeah where you it was basically uh, i think a representation of the not yeah. not a population but most of the people you will find you know will always be the, the amount of people striving for the basic necessities would often outweigh the number of people striving for self actualization or something like that is what i assumed uh, i'm not saying this is a Uh, this is the axiom i'm just saying this is what i assume but uh, after thinking about it maybe i don't know when i came to this conclusion i often felt that uh, it should be a, an inverted triangle and without a base when it comes to self actualization because uh, i often feel that uh, that space or the area of each of these smaller triangles or uh, you know the piece in any work uh, should rather represent or in this model would rather represent uh, the achievability mm-hmm. or the ease in which you can move from one to another if you so the idea is that if you do certain things your safety for food and safety for shelter is assured mm-hmm. 
if you do a few more things which are well defined then your sense of security is also sort of you know ensured yeah. if you do a few more things they acquire certain property acquire i don't know uh, certain friendships certain relationship your social uh, sort of sense of uh, this would also be achieved but each of these steps are increasingly difficult in in a sense mm. but once you reach the part where you have to achieve all the goals i think uh, i i think that people or or the model probably sort of self contradicts itself in that you can never uh, move from fourth to fifth because uh, when you actually feel that you have goals to achieve which is self actualization or you know moving to highest potential or uh, you know your fullest uh, i don't know uh, output then you mm-hmm. probably will not transition there because you actually have not reached that goal i often sort of yeah. uh, think of it this way and therefore i feel that uh, you know in that inverted triangle your fourth step should have the maximum area and fifth one should be an unbound area like without that base so that it's it's approaching infinity uh, yeah just a vivid image i had when you started with maslow's hierarchy um the inverse triangle approach yeah pardon me for digressing uh, wasn't the question but but, but adept inverted triangles are inherently unstable they will fall <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> all models uh to fall to sort of alter something that is inherently going to fall anywhere when you remove the assumptions uh, i don't think that's such a big body yeah i mean i also really i was just imagining when you said that the top part of the pyramid or the bottom part as you said was inverted i was imagining it hanging by a thread because the thread would never end you know it's like one long infinitely long thread which is like the tip mm-hmm. and the pyramid is hanging from it or the triangle is hanging from it or we can also change our perspective yeah. in a way to like instead of seeing from i don't know up to from top to bottom we can say i mean we can see from bottom to up to like look the same we don't have to like invert the triangle we can just look at the same way from the other direction but anyway <laughs> depends on yeah actually so um, i've been thinking about something similar for some time now yeah and this is like the progression of questions mm-hmm. and they started off because at some point of time i was asking a lot of why to a friend of mine he's like oh man you ask a lot of why questions yeah and this made me think about um, general progression of what kind of questions you ask when in life mm. as you are a small kid you typically tend to ask a what? lot what? of what questions mm-hmm. like what is that what is that because you want to know what it is called what it's named mm-hmm. how to refer to it in your mind and so on mm-hmm. and as you slightly grow up you start to ask uh, how things yeah, work exactly mm-hmm. so this is where you know what it is but you want to know how it uh, works what is behind it more of an engineering problem at this stage you know mm-hmm. and then uh, once you also figure that out this would involve uh, you solving like the the two base of the pyramid or the two top parts of the tri- inverted triangle um then you at some point start asking the why questions it's like okay i'm doing this and i know how to do it i know what it is why am i doing this mm. and this also is kind of like a metaphor for the progression of human uh, self actualization in terms of the questions you ask yeah nice one. and for each of these different models from our previous discussion would be useful so initially mm. uh, dictionary or i don't know mm, 
like some guide to tell you what is what is useful yeah. mm-hmm. and then you get to like the scientific model which tells you how everything works mm-hmm. but may not necessarily explain why it works this way mm-hmm. and then you go to more uh, philosophy or uh, religion where you want to know why it is mm-hmm. this way it's a nice way of uh, like i don't know looking at things structure for in apparently yeah we kind of like started with what is the definition yeah and then we when we started discussing models how do we defend those models yeah <laughs> and in the end why like kind of like why do we pick something which is closer to like i don't know what is our meaning yeah and i was as i to describe this entire thing to another friend he was like okay what really is going to boil your brains is at some point of time mm-hmm. you're going to come to the final question which is who is actually asking these questions nice yeah 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 <laughs> so is it who is the person who is actually asking these questions and that really would mm-hmm. if you think about it kind of uh, cook things up a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not go there today <laughs> i have one more um i don't know conclusion remark um i think you guys are familiar with the book man's search for meaning victor frankl yes yes victor frankl so the in an interview victor frankl was asked this same question what is the meaning of life and he kind of like laughed and he said according to him this question is very similar to asking of question of what is the best move in chess so best move in chess yeah so according to him there is like like the question in itself is like a wrong way to ask it's like saying like what is it's like asking what is the best move in chess because i mean we cannot say what is the best move in chess every i mean each no matter how cool the move is it always depends on what position you are in so right now like whatever we were like i don't know expressing it's like our current meaning of life and it always is subject to change so dynamics series of asking questions and answering it which never ends <laughs> true i mean at least chess has a goal yeah despite its goal we cannot say what is the best move in chess yeah and then we're trying to to figure out the best move in life <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah it depends that was a, that was a nice nice uh, concluding analogy i would say very cool yeah so we'll conclude this podcast by pondering about the best move in our chess sounds good yeah <laughs> thank you guys until next time thank okay. you thank you so much yeah. still made it is still made it is otherwise <laughs> good always stay mate